OHSU employees purchase over 13,000 TriMet passes each year. This year, OHSUians are moving to the Hop FastPass. It's Tuesday, August 6th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. Lisa, what do we want to highlight from last week? Well, first off, OHSU Hospital was ranked the number one hospital in Oregon by U.S. News & World Report in their annual Best Hospitals feature. That's great. Yeah. Uh, As well, six of our adult specialties are ranked among the best nationwide. Those include cancer, cardiology and heart surgery, ear, nose and throat, geriatrics, neurology and neurosurgery, and pulmonology and lung surgery. Yeah, it's great to see the hard work of so many recognized again by U.S. News and World Report. So congratulations to everyone. Yes. So what else? Well, we're on the topic of recognition. It's time for the Top Doctors and Nurses Survey. Oh, this is the one that's put out by Portland Monthly. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. So if you are a physician, registered nurse or advanced practice nurse, a physician assistant or complementary medicine practitioner, you can go online and nominate your colleagues. And it was pointed out to me that this is the first year that the transgender medicine has been included as a category. So yes, um, please be sure to vote in that category as well. This Friday, August 9th, is the deadline to recognize your colleagues for this honor. So if you're one of those people who can vote, um, you can go on OHSU now and find the link there. And finally, we encourage employees to check out the upcoming list of September classes that were posted to OHSU now last week. There are some great courses on dealing with conflict, understanding OPEX, project management, and even managing your email, which is something nearly all of us could benefit from. I know, I sure could. (laughs) And as a reminder, these are available at no cost to OHSU employees as one of several benefits geared towards your continuous learning and professional development. And speaking of benefits, our main interview today is about the subsidized TriMet passes, specifically the move to the Hop Fast Pass. That's right. Kelsey Hewalt sat down with Jenny Cadigan and Charlie Gannon of OHSU's Transportation and Parking Department to learn more about this transition. I hear there's a lot happening with TriMet, and I know they're doing a lot of work over at TriMet, like changes with the hot passes, and we'll dive into that in a minute. But first, um, I'd love to understand a little more about how we work, OHSU, how we work with them um, at TriMet. And do we constantly have contact? What's that? relationship like? Yeah, OHSU has a close relationship with TriMet as we are one of their larger institutional um, pass holders. Um, So they have a program for for large employers where we can buy TriMet passes for employees at a reduced rate since we're buying them in bulk um, and then we further subsidize them for our employees. So it's a program that allows us to, to give out transit passes to our employees for a reduced rate to encourage transit. So tell us a little bit more about the most impending changes on the um, horizon. Why is TriMet switching to hot passes? Do you guys know? Yeah, so TriMet is making these this switch for a number of solid reasons, I would say. This hot pass is now a universal, you know, unified way of fare for them to track. It also is a, a big effort to reduce their ca- their cash transactions. So it does streamline their payment processes and their boarding processes, and allows them to 
better track where stops are being used, how often and at what time so they can align their services around those items. What is changing for OHSU employees in case someone didn't see all of our amazing messages around it? So the big change is instead of getting a sticker on our ID badge, we are getting a hop card. Um, so instead of just showing your badge, you have a, a card that you tap at the max platform on the streetcar or on the bus. Other than that, we still have the same access to transit service, still unlimited usage during the week, during the weekend, whenever you want, whether it's work or personal. The access to transit has not changed. It's just a different instrument um, being used to get on. And with those changes comes, you know, slight behavior changes. So we just board buses differently. It's not presenting our badge anymore. We do have to tap our card. Um, but with, you know, preparedness before you board, it's, it really doesn't take a whole lot of time to do that. And the way we store our hop cards as well, um, or our transit passes, is the other change. So a lot of us are have grown accustomed to having our ID badge and our fare all on one simple card and we've lost that luxury but with that comes a new luxury of not having to remember your badge when you're using transit for your your personal trips that aren't work related which is something I've been enjoying a lot I've had to turn around and go home to grab my badge many times when I was using transit to not go to work and now I don't feel like my badge is at risk of being lost which was always my other concern so what happens if you do lose your hot pass? Can you get another one? That's a two-part answer. <laughs> so if you lose your hot pass and you, you know, are semi-confident that you'll find it, we do have a, you know, a system in place. You would just call transportation and parking, and we can suspend it so it can't be used by others while you're looking for it. And then best case scenario is that you find it and we turn it back on. Um, if you lose it and can't find it, um, still call transportation and parking so we can you know, suspend the pass so it can't be used by whoever found it by visiting a customer service center either at Rude Family Pavilion at the South Waterfront or the physical plant on Markham Hill. We can replace the hop cart. Um, there is a replacement fee and hopefully less transit passes are lost and uh, less ID badges are lost because we've seen a lot of ID badges lost and had to be replaced because they were brought out to have fun and couldn't be recovered. Yeah, but the cool thing is the, I mean, the value is not necessarily stored in the card itself. So historically, if you were to have lost your ID badge with that sticker, I mean, that sticker is the transit pass. Um, and you would have to buy a whole new transit pass. And now we can basically deactivate it. So we take the pass off in the cloud um, and can just load it onto another card again for, for a small fee instead of having to replace the whole transit pass. So it sounds like this is actually a little bit more work on the front end for OHSU um, to switch to two hop passes. What was the rationale behind the change? The rationale behind the change was out of our control. The TriMet stickers have been discontinued entirely. Um, this applies to every other employer that issues employer discounted transit passes to their employees as well. So it's it's a citywide adjustment that you know we're all making. In the years to come, the, the bandwidth applied to transit pass renewals will be greatly reduced. Yeah, so just to add on to that, there's a lot of heavy lifting now for the transition, um, but in the future it'll actually make the, the ease of renewing transit passes a lot easier. 
if people still need to get their hub pass and they have a current transit pass and I'm pretty sure it's September 1st is the deadline when it switches over that hops passes are required. How do they do that? For anybody that currently has a TriMet pass, we do have pre-printed hot passes readily available at the distribution events, which are on the O2 calendar and OHSU Now posts. And it's a painless process. You just show up and show your badge. We fetch the, the hot pass and you're good to go. I will say I picked mine up and it took under a minute. Um, and I walked right up and I found mine immediately. And I was at the beginning, so they had quite a few boxes yeah. passes yep. at that point. So Kelsey, you'd ask why why we're doing this. So TriMets, by I believe it's by the end of December of this year, they plan to be um, kind of rid of all of their historical payment types. So the the old mobile app will be going away, replaced by a Hot Pass app. Um, you know, the paper paper vouchers, Universal Pass stickers, all that's going away, and all of the fare starting in January 2020 will only be hop. So they still have paper hop cards you can buy at um, the platform. They have a hop app. You can still use cash. You know, the Universal Passes are hop. So they're, they're changing their whole um, payment system to the hop card. With all that, knowing that TriMet's going through a lot and knowing that you all work really closely with them and know a lot of what's ahead. What improvements are coming for hot passes and their payment and TriMet's payment systems in general? It's important to remember that TriMet's biggest customer is the general public, not OHSU. Institutionally wise, yes, OHSU, but the general public does outnumber us, and those are where the priorities were put in developing and launching the hop card. Now that that has happened, it does allow for institutions and employers to get together and and provide our feedback and you know make our version of the hot pass a little better um, you know one one key thing that everybody wants ourselves included is the ability to have our hop card stored on our phone at this time that's not compatible but TriMet has heard loud and clear from us and from almost every other employer that they've worked with that that's something that they would like. So I think that is something that we can expect will be on the horizon, but we haven't been provided a, a timeline as of yet. You can also you know, log into your Bike Town account and unlock a Nike Bike Town bike with your hop card. And you know the, the integration technology is there to do that with a number of things. And as we introduce more transportation to Portland, such as scooters and the e-scooters hopefully see that mirrored in those in those modes as well. So it really just simplifies whipping around the city by bus, by scooter, by bike, or by all of them in one quick, easy fashion. Yeah, adding on to that, TriMet uh, recently launched a multimodal trip planner. Probably most listeners um, do. You know, people get to work in a variety of ways. You know, you might bike to Max, you might walk to the bus. Um, take a tram in there. You know, there's lots of transportation modes people use for a single trip. Um, So they've built the trip planner where you can actually build in those those different modes. So it's not just telling you what bus to take or what max line to take, but they might say, take a bike town, take a max, take a Lyft or Uber all in one trip. Uh, Other things that are coming down the the pipeline, personally, I take... uh, 
transit to North Portland. Um, and if anybody else goes to North or Northeast Portland, you have to go over the steel bridge. It gets very backed up sometimes in the 4 to 6 p.m. hour traffic. Uh, but they are creating a dedicated transit lane on Everett Street leading up to the steel bridge. Which, which will make transit move faster. Um, they've recently put transit-only lanes to get over the Hawthorne Bridge. And so more and more transit, TriMet is working with the city of Portland to, to make efficiencies in the roadway system. So they are working on you know improvements to the roadways, to the traffic lights to give transit priority uh, to speed up those transit trips and make it more attractive to users. So one big improvement that I know the city of Portland and TriMet have been soliciting feedback on is the Southwest Corridor. Where is that project right now and what's being discussed? Yeah, so the Southwest Corridor is a project that um, regional stakeholders have been working on for many years now. Uh, so this is going to be the next max line in, in our system, uh, connecting from downtown Portland to, to the southwest. I think the ending stop would be in uh, Bridgeport Village, down in Tualatin. Uh, so they have decided that it's going to be another light rail line. They have you know, decided on all the stops and the alignment. Um, one of the things that's most pertinent to OHSU is the connection from this light rail to OHSU. There's going to be a stop on on Barber at Barber and Gibbs. Uh, and so we're looking at, you know, how do, how do OHSU users get off at that station and get up to OHSU? And even when you get to OHSU, how do you get to your final destination? So there's there's been um, several committees looking at that. OHSU has had representation on those. I think right now there's still several options on the table. It could be a series of bridges and elevators. It could be a funicular. It could be Can another. you define what a funicular is, please? It's kind of like an elevator that goes along rails. So instead of just being a vertical up and down shaft, um, you know, this elevator could be on a track that moves up the hill. They're, they're big in South America and other places. They're, they're kind of cool. You know, I think from OHSU's perspective, we want an option that's safe, quick, something that people will use. Um, and so all those options are still being, being studied at this time. So my last vision for transit in the Portland metro area, I've heard some talk about ferries. What do you two know about ferries? There is a lot of talk going on regarding ferries and uh, serving as a connector from for van, folks who live in Vancouver and Southwest Washington. It's it's an option on the table. There's a current effort underway called the Frog Ferry. Uh, they envision envision this being a public ferry system to connect again from as far north as Vancouver and potentially as far south, I believe, as as Oregon City. Wow. Yeah, and Portland's actually one of the, the larger cities on a river that does not have, um, you know, a water taxi, water ferry system. You know, I think it makes a lot of sense to to use the river as a corridor to transport people, especially when our, our highways are getting so clogged. But yeah, there's definitely some some hurdles with the, the vision of ferry in terms of where are the docks, how do people access that. But yeah, I mean, considering our South Waterfront campus is along the river, I think it would be ideal, 
ideal spot to have a, a dock for people coming, you know, whether from the north or from the south, to be able to, to depart. And then we could put that ferry icon back on my commute so you can log your ferry trip to work. I've been wanting to use that since it got my commute. <laughs> sounds so dreamy. Right? Anything else that you guys want to mention? So we, we have mentioned on the OHSU Now post that the, the hop card and the OHSU ID badge could cause card clash, meaning when you tap, if you if you put it in the same badge sleeve and tap on a hop reader, the reader might try to read your OHSU badge and that RFID chip. And conversely, when you are badging into an OHSU facility, it might try to read your hop pass. Um, Personally, I've, I've been putting my, my hop card and my OHSU ID badge in the same plastic sleeve. And granted, I don't typically use my badge to badge in for access at OHSU, but the hop reader has, has read my hop card every time. I don't know if you've had other experiences, Charlie. I've had similar experiences. My hop card, when stored with my ID badge, has always worked on hop, but I have had some interference with OHSU badge access when my hop card was in there and to be honest I prefer to keep my hop card separate and in my wallet because I'm always going to have my wallet on me and when I'm out doing my own personal things I know it's there and I don't have to concern myself with remembering my ID badge. I would say best practice if you do prefer to keep your ID badge and hop card consolidated is to at least put them in different sleeves that seems in testing to have eliminated the card clash. When they're t- together in the same plastic sleeve, that's when, that's when the readers get a little confused by what's in there and who's it talking to. If people need an additional sleeve, how can they get one? If you need an additional sleeve, just email parking at ohsu.edu and let us know. We'll be happy to send one or a bunch to you by campus mail or just have them ready for you to be picked up or you can just visit a customer service center well thank you both so much thank you kelsey thanks kelsey ohsu week is a production of strategic communications this episode was produced by kelsey hewalt and edited by josh anderson i'm patrick holmes and i'm lisa carter see you next week